after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. <laughs> he is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Fula. Welcome back to 88.3 WTs. After further review, as we just got done listening to David the Man of God Harris's AFC West preview, now we're going to go over to the NFC. He did all of the divisions before the fourth preseason game. We really got it in. We even missed a week, so we were kind of behind, but uh, we was able to get all the divisions in. And uh, David, you watched some of the preseason uh the other night which was pretty much the dress rehearsal some thursday night football and the browns and the eagles and you weren't too impressed yeah and I, again the third preseason game is usually when coaches play their starters for at least a half sometimes if they have a rookie quarterback or if they want to give the rookie quarterback some run with the first team offense or not just the rookie quarterback any of the rookies that they think will play a significant portion or have a significant shot of starting with the first team, but then the first two or three weeks of the season, they'll play into the third quarter with the first team offense. But yeah, watching that Philadelphia Cleveland game, it was really hard to see that this first team beat New England. Like, it's not even just won the Super Bowl. It's this team beat New England, and the way that they were sloppy, they had four turnovers in the first half. They had fumbling issues. Nick Foles, who is a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl winning quarterback, was making some inerrant throws. I'm looking at this game like, man, if I don't know if this is Philly being bad or whatever, I, you know, to Rod Taylor told the offense and told the defense, whatever, whatever's happening at Cleveland, I guess it's working. Is this like, the reverse of the hard knocks curse. Because I was amazed, like, this, and we know kind of in previous seasons, like, Cleveland's defense has been in the middle of the pack in terms of kind of where they reigned at the end of season ranking. So their defense has been good. It's just an offense that's been inept. But that defense, like, if they play like they did in that third preseason game, the rest of the season, like, they will get, you know, at least five to six wins. Like, there's a legitimate shot that they'll they'll be a team that's not just a pushover. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something, both about kind of the culture change that's happened in Cleveland, but then also, Philly may, like, I may have to go back and revise them rankings because Philly may not get into double-digit wins if that's how they look in their warm-up. Ooh, yeah, that, that that is true. I, I don't have to tell you about that one, but yeah, that that's yeah, you're right. But then again, though, like I said, it's still the Browns, and they were undefeated last season in the preseason. In the preseason, then was the real deal. Couldn't win a game, so let's not get on that. Uh, jump the horse on that too quickly about uh, uh, you know, actually uh, not reversing the hard knocks curse because they still could have the hard knocks curse here, and uh, we had this. Yeah. 
we had this earlier of uh, David. Don't put the cart in front. Don't put the cart in front of the horse. I mean, granted, it is also Cleveland too. So yeah, right, I mean, right, right. It is too. So now what we're going to do is we're going to get into our uh, NFC West preview. And uh, are you ready, David? Yep. Let's go. Alright, again, we're going to go worst to first in my preseason in the NFC West. And in fourth place, I have Why Did You Throw the Ball on the One Yard Line, Seattle Seahawks? Wow, going a couple years back there, David. Yeah, and I think I think ever since that Super Bowl, we've seen them kind of gradually decline and have yep. some issues. Yep. I really think here, like, it's going to show significantly in this way. Not just because the other three teams are getting better, improving, you know, improving, but I think maybe this is the end of the line for that Pete Carroll magic. Yes, Russell Wilson is still, you know, a good leader. He's a solid quarterback, but in recent seasons, we've seen him scramble for like 20 seconds before being able to throw a ball. Have they really addressed some of the major issues with the offensive line? Yeah, not really. They drafted a rookie running back, Rashard Perry, from San Diego State, but he's more of a skill back. He's not more of that power back. They still have that question. The wide receivers are in at best. But for me, the big thing, this defense, like, what like, this is no longer anything close to the Legion of Boom. And it's been a couple seasons. This is more kind of, I don't even know if they're a Legion. They're just kind of a couple of soldiers just standing around with muskets at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the Legion of Boom. Like, like I don't know what to expect from the defense, but I know it's not going to be good. Like, I really am fearful that Seattle is going to have a sharp decline in a way that we have not seen from a team in a long while. And so I think if Seattle if Seattle gets to six and ten, like they'll be lucky. Like I put it six and ten just because Russell Wilson is known for kind of scrambling and making gourmets out of garbage. Yeah, you're right. Next team since you basically have trashed the Seahawks to be in the Sea Chickens and their defenders not having bringing a musket to a machine gun fight. But go ahead. Who's the next team? In, in third place, I have the Arizona Cardinals. I think 8-8 is probably their best bet in terms. Yes, they've gotten better, but and I don't want to say Larry Fitzgerald is in the decline of his career because I feel like Larry Fitzgerald is still one of the top five wide receivers in this game and he will consistently be that until he gets his gold jacket. But I think you bring in Sam Bradford which again, I'm still trying to figure out who decided to give him that much money and why they decided to give him that much money but there's still a lot of questions on the defensive side, I think, yes, they've addressed kind of needs at each level, but can we see the Arizona defense that we've seen in recent years that is kind of, they're good enough to be on that cost of a lead, but 
they can't get over that hump. And in the in the in the NFC, like when you know it's past happy offenses for the majority of the top tier contenders, can Arizona get over that hump? I think even more so for me. I'm curious to see how David Johnson, their star running back, comes back from injury, kind of being out all last season. So that will be a boost to the Arizona kind of locker room and the offensive side of the locker room specifically. But I still have kind of, for me, the question is the defense. Can they get over that hump to be that elite status? And then what are we going to see from the quarterback? Will it be week six, week seven, week eight before we start hearing calls for Josh Rosen? And if they turn the reins to Josh Rosen, Will he be the Josh Rosen that people say didn't have the love for the game? Or is this going to be a Josh Rosen that, when he was on, made UCLA look like a pretty damn good football team? Hmm. All right, who's next? Next is, let's see here, uh, who's your next team? The Rams or the Niners? Again, it's going to ruffle a lot of people in the state of California, but in the south, the southern part of the state. I have the L.A. Rams finishing second in the division. How? I think with, because we still don't know with the fall of Aaron Donald. Like, losing Aaron Donald for that Rams defense is pretty much akin to taking away Tom Brady from the offense of the New England Patriots. Like, that defense is night and day differently. And I think the longer this holdout saga goes as Aaron Donald tries to get his money, I think the more and more it may hurt. And yes, the Rams got a crap ton of veterans they brought in this offseason. And basically they have a team that will go into any club in L.A. and fight. fight. But there's still that okay, if you can't get pressure and the quarterback has enough time to throw, you can have all the veterans, if you want, that are kind of in their kind of latter stages of their pride. But they'll still a good quarterback will still find a way to pickpocket. And then transitioning over to the offensive side of the ball, yes, they were akin to the greatest show on turf on the offensive side, but is Jared Goff really this great of a quarterback? Are all those receivers really great? What is Todd Gurley? Was that a blip or a trend kind of year out of Todd Gurley from the running back position? And so for me, I look at kind of Jared Goff last season as yes, Sean McVay came in and let him allow him to throw the ball a lot, but a year of watching film, a year of game planning, like people are going to get a read on what's going on in that kind of same, uh, that L.A. Rams offensive playbook, and they'll kind of isolate and force teams to say, hey, Jared Goff, we're going to force you to beat us. We're going to force you to beat us. And I don't know with the wide receivers that they have, can Jared Goff beat them? He, is Jared Goff going to be in that Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, where you are afraid of his arm? And I think, is it more of a playbook or is it more of Jared Goff is actually this good? And this would, again, this will be the year where we look at Jared Goff like, okay, 
show us what you got. Wow, that that's actually uh, uh that that's pretty interesting there. Uh, I, I I never thought of that. So now you got the San Francisco 49ers being in first place. Yeah, and I think in terms of the record, I have both the Rams and the Niners finishing at ten and six. I think the 49ers win divisional tiebreakers and all that kind of logistical stuff. But I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the aforementioned our good friend Jalen Ramsey when he was talking about Garoppolo in their game last season. And so Jalen Ramsey said that Jimmy G kind of Jimmy G didn't beat them. It was the schemes that were coordinated by Kyle Shanahan and it wasn't that Jimmy Garoppolo diced up that Jaguars defense when they played. And so I decided, okay, I'll go back and you know do the the analytics for all the you know statistical heads. I mean, one, Shanahan and G dissected that defense early on in the game, and they were pretty much the better side. If we want to go in terms of passer rating, when Jimmy G, again, top-rated defense for Jacksonville at the time, Jimmy G with a clean pocket was over over 70 completion percentage and a passer rating of 114 when he wasn't touched. He isolated, dissected. Yes, he didn't throw to the secondary, but, you know, there are other players. And so Jimmy G isolated the front the front seven, especially Hoffers Lisley in the linebacker position. Like, a good quarterback knows weaknesses. And I think, yes, we saw Jimmy G kind of, tend, you know, tend upward last season with, kind of his play at the end of the season, we saw how dynamic he can be. But now that Jimmy T has a running game, and now that he has some reliable weapons around him and another or an, an off-season of chemistry, like I think this San Francisco team is going to scare a lot of people. I don't want to say that they're going to get back to being a formidable kind of place to play like they were Rice-Montana era, young era, but like San Francisco is not going to be a pushover as they've been in recent years. Again, it wasn't that long ago when some guy named Colin Kaepernick, you can't get into the league, was you know, a power out as a way of winning the Super Bowl. And so it's not as though yes, they've taken a step back, but it's not as though they've completely fallen off the cliff. And I think while people will look on the defensive side and say Richard, bringing in Richard Sherman is a liability, I think giving Richard Sherman as a veteran, as a Super Bowl winning quarterback or cornerback, as someone who understands not only the quarterbacks within the division, but the way that this division plays, like he will be as much of a mentor and a guide and an extra teacher on game day as he will a cornerback. Now, has he lost his step? Yeah. But, I mean, no cornerback is going to be primetime elite their entire career. But I think this defense is going to open up a lot of eyes in a way that, okay, okay, San Francisco, we see you. And so I think San Francisco, a top for the NFC West. Wow. So after a year of futility, the actually uh 
basically you're saying that San Francisco regains the top spot in the NFC West. I, I, you kind of threw me off there, uh, David, but I, I believe you, though. I, I think with Jimmy, is Jimmy G really the real deal for them? Yeah, I think, and, we, and people are going to say, oh, you know, he had five or six, you know, games here or there in New England. People, people are going to say, oh, you know, in New England, everyone's a great quarterback. But, I mean, as we saw with Jacoby Brissett when he left New England to go Indianapolis, like, he's a good quarterback, as we've seen with Jimmy G going from New England to San Francisco. He's a good quarterback. It's not just, you know, everyone wants to use kind of the New England Patriot way. He's a system guy. But, I mean, to be a quarterback in the National Football League, you have to be good. Like, there are quarterbacks that play across the globe and other leagues here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are an NFL quarterback on an NFL 53-man roster, you a damn good quarterback. And granted, it, you know, there are some that, in, you know, when the Bullets are flying in the game, you sort of question whether you are one of the most elite quarterbacks in the world, looking at you, Nathan Spearman. But, I mean, you're still getting an NFL contract. They're still on an NFL roster. So that, that's got to be said for something. I think Jimmy G will open up a lot more eyes and people will say, okay, Jimmy G is the real deal. He's not just some guy who, you know, is getting money for no production. Like, the hype is justified. Hmm. Nice. Well, David, man, we went through the whole preseason list. And, David, what you got going on this weekend? That's preseason football. Week three, again, these are the tune-up games before the season kicks off Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia in a little bit. So, yeah, preseason football. I guess following college football, getting ready to start back up in a little bit, too. I mean, football's back. Yeah, it is. It's getting toward the end of August. High school football is back, by the way, as me and Frank talked a little bit about some of the stuff that was going up in the mitten as he's writing for Friday Night Victor. So he'll be doing that on Friday nights, covering some football up there up north. And then you got it pretty much down here with the college in the NFL. Uh, Next week, uh, hopefully, David, I didn't let you know, it might be in the new studio, actually. Finally opened up after, you know, Extended delay. A uh, very extended delay. How about a year and a half? <laughs> a very extended delay, man, David. So, like I said, we'll be still talking a little bit about the uh, Urban Meyer situation as he's going to be out for three games. So, even though a little bit most of the chunk of this uh, stuff is going to be behind him, uh, I'm sure there's going to be more stories uh, coming up from the woodwork. But, uh, David, man, enjoy your weekend, man. All right, you too. All right, David, the man of God here is giving you the AFC and NFC. West preview for you. We've done all the divisions in the NFL, and uh, hopefully, you guys enjoy your weekend. It's supposed to be a hot one next week. We'll be back same time, same place, eleven to one here live, and then also sometimes it might be taped. But you can listen to our podcast on WHT's After Further Review on SoundCloud and just After Further Review on iTunes. For Frank and Derek, I'm Derek Lawson. Once again, After Further Review. We'll be back next week. Peace. I'm out. See you next week. <laughs>